The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. While the Cajizo Trust says it welcomes the practice note, which was gazetted by Trade and Industry and Competition Minister Ibrahim Patel, the minister gazetted the broad-based black economic empowerment status of non-profit development agencies and the vital role they play in eradicating poverty and creating economic opportunities in South Africa. Well, uh, to find out what the hindrance in the space was and what this notice effectively will change, I'm joined by Mangodi Muidze, who is the CEO of the Gahiso Trust. Good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to the listeners. Firstly, let's begin with the dispute. What was actually in question here? Kathy, the dispute really was our development organizations like ourselves, mm. trusts, for example, are they legitimate, broad-based ownership schemes. So basically, does empowerment, can empowerment happen through broad-based empowerment schemes? And this was an important question, Casey, because how do trusts like ourselves make the money which they use for development? We make the money through investments, through which we get dividends mm. as we participate in, uh, br- uh, in empowerment schemes in various organizations. So as part of the shareholding, we then are eligible for a dividend which we use. So if we are not recognized as a, a broad-based empowerment scheme, these companies cannot have us as black owners. So basically that's a, in a nutshell, that can a trust like ourselves be regarded as a black owner of a share in another company? So with this uh, practice note, what it does, mm. you know, Kathy, empowerment in our country is a big issue. Um, there, there's so much that needs to be done, either at individual level or at organizational level. And our view is that it's, it's not either or. And therefore, there's a place for individual shareholding empowerment, and there is a place for organizational broad community empowerment. And this is where we come in. So we are pleased that, and that's why we welcome what the minister has done. There has been an issue of clarification, that, uh, or, or a little bit of not fairly understanding how do we account for the status of black bread broad-based ownership schemes. Mm. So the minister, in clarifying, he's actually saying, if you are a trustee sitting in a board of a trust, you are there sitting on behalf of a class of beneficiaries out there, which you must make decisions on their behalf. You must structure your trust so that it accounts. It makes sure that all the dividends, the monies you got, they go according to the trust deed and empower those communities. So in that regard, I think it has really made it much, much clearer so that we can continue with the work that we need to operate. Of course, of course, one of the things that this BEE status or ownership status would have is that it opens the, the window of opportunity in terms of what you are able to access. Absolutely. The, I mean, the 
there's access at two levels. Mm. There's access at how do we make organizations like ourselves be able to partake in the investment pool from various companies which want to benefit out of um, being recognized that they are owned by black shareholders. So that participation, Kathy, needs to grow. The amount of money that's sitting in the hands of this organization, well, one could argue that it's sizable, but compared to the work that needs to be done on the ground, in rural areas, in ever under-resourced communities, mm-hmm. schools out there that we work in, Kathy, uh, the reality that is that there is a rural area that most of us are not aware of every day. When we say... Uh, equal quality education for kids it's just but a dream they cannot even dream about it so when we say access it's access from an investment point of view for for organizations like ourselves to this investment but for access to those learners to those communities access to businesses Casey, which are not are not qualifying to be banked even as we speak today mm. so when we say we want farmers to grow. Farming is such a complicated, expensive uh, business. If those people don't have access to business knowledge, access to funding, access to market, how on how are they ever going to participate meaningfully in the business in the space of economic progress? So we are saying, organizations like Africa Trust, we are pleased that we can do what we believe we have managed to learn how to do better, meaning we go to these complicated rural areas and we say, give us a school. Give us a school that's not performing. And we will work with that school consistently, systemically, to ultimately produce good results. This is what these dividends are about, Casey. And let me also give you an example why this is important. We went to Free State a few years ago, we went and said, this is how much we've got, meaning from the dividends. How much do you bring on the table? We partner together. We work systematically over the years. The results of free state speaks for themselves. Mm. Now we are able to say, there's another area in the country that needs the same capacity. Can we move to another province, for example? This practice note allows us to do so. That's, now, that's why now we're going to Skukuni. If we didn't have this practice node, it makes that transition from one area of need, which has improved, to another area to be difficult. Because the shareholding would have been in the hands of the individuals in that space where we have started. So it allows us, Kathy, to move from one area of another based on the need so that we can continue to do the work that we do. I think before we wrap up this interview, it, it might be good, uh, uh, Ms. Muise, for you just to break down some of the work that is done by trusts such as yourself, uh, in particular as the Gariso Trust. And I mean, I know there the are others who have been championing this particular cause, including the Mine Workers Trust, the uh, DKN Investment Trust, Whipple Trust. So that, that's just a, a, a few of those that have been involved in this. So thanks, Casey, for, for allowing me to do that. And I think, first of all, because one of the big areas we are involved in is in education. And I want to just explain, when we say education, 
what do we mean? We mean every learner needs to have an opportunity to go into a school knowing that at the end they will succeed and they will come out being able to have a fair opportunity to be an active economic participant. We believe that doing so, one, we need to get the teachers really, really motivated and taking accountability. So our program does that. It starts saying, as a teacher in this school, as a school management body, how do I show up? Because when you work in areas where there are no facilities or sufficient resources, it's very difficult to be motivated. But we need to start saying we need to show up and be motivated. We then move in and say where there are curriculum or knowledge gaps, how do we work with you as a teacher to fill those gaps so that you can better serve your learners? But also, Kathy, one of the things we do, we provide basic infrastructure. Why basic infrastructure? When you go into a school and there are no abolition services, it's important to respect the dignities of our teachers and our learners and our principals. We start there. However, we then say, should they perform according to the agreed arrangement when we start, we will then give them what we call incentive infrastructure. If you achieve a certain level of learning, you get a library, for example. You get a computer a, 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 a room, for an example. But the other things that we do in the school in the in the school area, some of the learners there are so many socioeconomic challenges. Some is eyesight, some is crime. We focus on eyesight so that we make sure that this this these barriers are being addressed so that we can absorb as much learners to be able to learn. Mm. The other thing, Kathy, quickly, if I may just put in. We are excited about the the move to make sure that we grow our socio-economic development. We are involved with farmers in rural areas who are doing a great, great work. But unless they have accessible funding, unless they have business knowledge and skills to run their enterprises professionally, they'll never grow to be commercial. They'll remain where they are unless they know how do I access market. So sure. those are the kind of works that we do All at right. Gahiso Trust. Mangodi Muize is the CEO of the Gahiso Trust. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today.